नमस्कार हेलो एंड वेलकम टू पी गुरुज चैनल आई एम योर होस्ट श्री आयर पद्मभूषण अवार्डी डॉक्टर आर नागस्वामी आई कैन गो ऑन एंड ऑन एंड ऑल अबाउट माय एक्सपीरियंसेस विद दिस ग्रेट मैन बट आई थॉट इट इज ओनली अप्रोप्रिएट दैट वन ऑफ हिज मोस्ट सिग्निफिकेंट कंट्रीब्यूशंस टू सनातन धर्म वाज एन इंसिडेंट दैट हैपेंड इन ड्यूरिंग द टाइम 1986 टू 1990 एंड टू शेयर व्हाट हैपेंड अबाउट दिस is dr subramanian swami with us former law justice and commerce ministers in fact this event ended while he was still a minister at the chandrashekar uh, government uh, dr swami namaskaram and welcome to p guru's channel namaskaram namaskaram yes tell me sir so dr swami uh, 1976 there is a small village called pathar near kumbakonam and and uh, there was a dis uh, uh, you know a disused temple and a farmer who was just digging there comes up with 10 bronzes he uncovers 10 bronzes now out of those he takes one bronze and sells it to a trader for 200 rupees this trader in turn takes this bronze and and sells it to a, Ch- a chennai sales person at that time it was madras madras sales person for 10000 rupees that guy in turn goes and sells it to a bombay businessman that time it was bombay for 2 lakhs and then that thing vanishes ergo a few years later it surfaces in united kingdom sir you know this story as well as i do i have let the basis please tell us what happened and what was uh, dr uh, nagaswamy's contribution yeah well uh, first of all um, uh... let me say how i got into this um in november uh, uh 1990 i became a minister with two portfolios and one of them was law and um after i was uh, sort of uh, broken into the <laughs> uh, to the work uh i was told by uh, my office and that time i had a young mr jagdish shetty in my office as my special assistant he said that uh, some lawyers from london have come to meet you i said are they indians or foreigners he said no no they are indians so um uh, um I, I, when they came in uh, i remember the name of one of them i think it was called sarosh zaiwala uh and uh, he sat down and he said uh I have come to make a grievance. I said about what? He said I was chosen by the government of India to represent them in a matter of a statue which was being uh, either auctioned or sent to the British Museum or whatever, and uh, it had come uh, smuggled out of India, and so I was asked to return it because it was once upon a time a part of a uh, now disused temple which was under lock and key. so um uh, i was surprised i said ah, how many years you have not been paid he says about a year and a half uh, in completely and a little bit uh, earlier <clears throat> so i called for the file and found out that this was about um, uh, a matter which started as you have just pointed out 1976 and it was really uh, a matter in which uh, the our embassies uh, had in fact gone in in uh, in opposition to 
uh, one of these commercial companies, um, which uh, had, um, uh, which I was planning to, I think, to either sell it or auction it. And they wanted to prevent that happening and they wanted it to be taken back to India. It's one of those rare cases in those times. Now it's become much more common, and especially after the Greeks uh, and uh, some others uh, have been successful in getting whatever is being taken out of their country. So um, I immediately signed an order saying that all their back salaries must be paid. And then I asked them, uh, what is your difficulty? He said, we uh, are in uh, the lower level. And uh, we have to show that a murti is a integral part uh, of the temple. And uh, once it is consecrated and put in there, uh, it can never be removed. Even if it's in disuse, it can't be removed. So that's where uh, our uh, great scholar uh, came in. And uh, he, um, uh, he was actually uh, asked to advise on behalf of the government uh, the uh, questions uh, or answer the questions of the court. So uh, his contribution was so tremendous uh, that um, you would find that the judgment of the Queen's, Queen's bench, uh, it didn't go... Uh, to the House of Lords because the House of Lords said, uh, you know, there's nothing to appeal. Um, and the judgment became final. So the Queen's bench was educated on the concept of a temple, the concept of an idol. And uh, all this was done by, uh, uh, by him. And therefore, uh, um, people were uh, the judges were so impressed that they actually put a paragraph in the judgment. Uh, it's a reported judgment, and you can see it. And uh, this uh, the, the, this uh, this fact uh, was put in there that he advised us, is knowledgeable, and cleared many doubts. The question was, if a idol is done by prana pratishta puja and installed. Does it become an integral part of the temple and therefore the temple cannot be shifted except by the concurrence of the community? Now here, uh, what happened is that uh, somehow a uh, farmer was digging and he found this uh, thing when the metal clack, uh, plank came out public, he dug it out and, and then the word spread. And then as you pointed out very uh, colorfully, <laughs> how it went in higher and higher prices. So the uh, the the uh, the the company which uh, was in the other party, they uh, uh, what was it name? What was their name? Broad, broad, uh, some uh, Satabi? Satabi? No, no, Satabi? not Satabi. Not and uh, no, it was another name. Um, it was um, uh, a company which actually owned it and they their argument was simply this we bought it fair and square and nobody has complained that it was stolen and uh, we have a right to auction it we have a right to do what we like with it etc this was their broad argument the argument which uh, we then pressed hard that's one of my contributions 
uh, was pressed hard is this pranapratishta puja, which I've used in uh, Ram Mandir matter also. That if this was conducted, if you can prove that it was conducted by pranapratishta puja, then the temple is permanent, even if it is in disuse. And its, uh, its idol there cannot be separated. And this argument was the main argument which uh, where um, uh, our uh, scholar uh, did, uh, uh, um, did tremendous work and uh, convinced the judges and the countries, therefore the judges uh, gave an explanation, you know, noted the appreciation and said he has convinced us. And on that basis, they ordered that this uh, uh, this uh, idol belongs back in that temple and it should be taken back there and put in there and safeguarded till then so uh, i assume that, uh, that the temple has been revived and uh, it's working or whatever it is the the idol has gone back uh, this argument i have used subsequently in many other cases and uh, the, the the fact that the the um, Murtis cannot be alienated. If they have been put there, not in any you know roadside road uh, type uh, temple, but a formal temple done with pranapratishta puja, which requires and uh, requires uh, forty-one days of of, of of fasting and so on, so many other rigorous things in the Agama Shastras, and therefore um, uh, on that basis. We have been successful in getting so many other things. This was, uh, I, I, you know, when I first met uh, um, Dr. Nagaswamy. Nagaswamy, uh, when I first met him, he, I mean, he was so uh, unassuming that I couldn't believe this is the man who had mesmerized the uh, Queen's bench. And, and did a, such a good job that the House of Lords said there's no need for an appeal. And in fact, the company also did not uh, press for an appeal. So therefore, uh, what, we, uh, what, what I'm trying to tell you is there must be many more, uh, many more cases. He had come to our Virat Hindustan Sangam conference and he's given, he had given a lecture, both this and the connection between Sanskrit and Hindi. He has written books, uh, I'm told, on this subject. It was beautifully explained how uh, uh, Sanskrit and Hindi, uh, Sanskrit and Tamil, excuse me, are connected. Of course, uh, obviously, I remember jokingly, uh, once I had a quarrel with Karunanidhi, although he, we used to quarrel a lot, but we were friends. So one day he told me that, you know, this is a foreign language, this Sanskrit, so I can't impose it on us. So I told him, why? He said, no, Tamil is a separate language. I said, no, it's not correct. Um, I'm sure, I, I believe that about 40% of the words in Tamil are from Sanskrit or at least common to Sanskrit. So he said, no, 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 give me an example. So I said, your name, Karunanidhi, that's Sanskrit. Uh, your symbol is called uh, Chinnam, which in Sanskrit is Chin. And uh, what is your uh, Chinnam? Udayan Suryan. Surya is Sanskrit. Udaya, Udaya is, um, uh, is Sanskrit. So how can you say that? I, I said I'm sitting willing to sit with you in the, uh, in the uh, with a with a dictionary, a Tamil Sanskrit dictionary, and show you how many words are common. 
So, of course, he had no answer and so we, he went on to some other subject. But the fact is that what uh, Nagi, uh, uh, um, our uh, um, uh, Dr. Nagaswami, uh, yeah. uh, I should remember the name, it's got Swami in it. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, and Naga is something we have to be uh, very, very ready for it. <laughs> Uh, so what happened is that um, uh, he had so beautifully woven the argument that a temple once built, according to the Shastras, is a temple forever. And that is there in the judgment. It's, in the, it's very rare. I think in many of our judgments, we have not yet formalized it that way. We have done it by other means, for instance, saying that you can't, government can't take over a temple for more than a limited period. And so, <coughs> but demolition of a temple uh, done by uh, Prana Pratishta Puja cannot be cannot be demolished. So, if uh, the DMK is demolishing temples <coughs> just now, they have to show that it was not done, uh, built by by the Agama Shastras. Uh, and this contribution, plus, of course, many others, plus his work on antiques, his uh, work in museum, all these put together. He has, of course, lived a full life, but we all were going to miss him very much indeed. Uh, Dr. Swami, one of the things that is common between the two of us <laughs> is, is uh, Mahapariva. He was a staunch devotee. And he told me a very interesting story. He said that he would go to talk to Mahapariva. And then he would typically go there around 4 o'clock in the evening. And then all the staff around Mahapariva will say, Hochi, Nalmanero, Hochi. Because of <laughs> <laughs> the next four hours, he would not entertain anything else, I believe. Mahapariva will have a one-on-one -on -one conversation with Dr. Nagaswamy. And then by the time, sometimes the conversation would go late into the night. So he will tell him, and the kitchen you go to the kitchen, you'll find four or five plantains because it was too late to go eat outside. And, and, and he also said, one of the things that Mahapariva used to tell him is don't go to another book for your reference. Go to this particular temple. There is a stone inscription here. Read that. And, and he was one of those rare persons, Dr. Swami. He, in, in front of me, he demonstrated this. He showed me how from Brahmi script, Devanagari, Khmer, which is the Cambodia stuff, and Tamil, oh. how each letter evolves over time and became this thing. So all this stuff that the Dumils say, you know, that this is a new, unique language, everything was proven to be nothing but an imagination. And the book that I have here, sir, Tirukkural, what he says is Tirukkural is nothing but a trans a translation of Manusmriti. And he, he goes and proves each line, each verse, one to one, one to one, one to one, this is what it is. And still, you know, DMK wants to stand saying that Tiruvallur was Christian, all sorts of nonsense. <laughs> I know. So it, it, it to me, sir, uh, uh, I actually, I met him three weeks ago. He was okay, okay. And he said that, you know, come back, I'll be fine in, in two weeks' time. Unfortunately, you know, this thing happened out of the blue yesterday. But I'm really, really going to miss him because we were working on a new project, very, very mm -hmm. important for Sanatana Dharma 
to prove something. Anyway, once it bears fruit, I'll reveal it. Uh, it it's just very, very unfortunate. He was 92. He lived his life fully. I completely agree with that. But sir, even then, his memory was very sharp. He released a book in 2020 called Dharma Yoga. And in that book, sir, a very salient point is he shows a Bactrian king issuing coins. And that coin, one side is Greek alphabet and the other side is Brahmi. And there is a swastika <laughs> there. It's a swastika there. Because swastika is ours. Yeah. It was, it was stolen by Hitler. <laughs> yes, yes. So, so to point, this is three, uh, 300 BCE or, or somewhere in that ballpark. So he has, uh, you know, got so much information. In fact, he also showed it to me. Look, at the time of Ashoka, when he was the governor of Takshashila Prince uh, mm. province, he formalized what is called as Brahmi script and another one called Karoshti. In Brahmi, you write from left to right. In Karoshti, you write from right to left. So these form the basis for the modern languages. Hebrew, Arabic, all these things that you write from right to left is Karoshti based. And, and Devanagari, Hindi, Telugu, Tamil, even Khmer, everything derives the rules from the Brahmi. And he also goes to prove that the first written uh, conscription or inscriptions in Tamil Nadu are only after uh, 1st century AD, which is a considerable 400 years after the reign of Ashoka. So the written Tamil is only from 1st century AD. You take Tilapadikaram, you take, these are big names, sir. The Tilapadikaram Kandagi is like, oh, this is the seminal document, blah, blah, blah. But the written proof is only in this 1st century AD. So two foot, the DMK has no foot to stand up. Even with my limited knowledge, I can, you know, <laughs> break open any argument. But unfortunately, this has been fed and fed and fed. Thousand times told over, a lie becomes the truth. That's unfortunately the state here. But uh, Dr. Nagaswamy, is, I'm going to miss him because, you know, he, we would argue for so long, talk about different things. And it was just a great experience, sir. Uh, Dr. Swami, thank you, know, you so much for... Yeah, you know, one more thing. Yes, sir. One more. You see, you see the Shankaracharya uh, mats. They have a uh, Mathadish and then they have juniors who are being prepared. And then the succession takes place. Now, um, Nagaswami was actually in the civil service in a sense, I mean, the archaeological, yeah. whatever. So he did not develop Shishyas. What we do must do is when we discover a person like uh, Nagaswami, we must make sure that they are put in a place where they can have students and uh, you know um, develop them so that when he finally passes away, there's somebody else to take his place who's as dedicated, as knowledgeable, and so on. So this is something we have to learn. We have lots of geniuses. But they have not been able to develop um, uh, their uh, following and people who take over. Even whether it's Ramanujam, in any field you find, people don't uh, want uh, or are not in a position monetarily and so on to be able to have a group of uh, students whom they develop so that by the time their time comes to go, somebody is ready to take over.
that is something we have to learn because it's not easy to invent a man like Nagaswami over and over again. Um, yes, sir. And, and one last story before we sign off today. Um, in one of his books, I read that Rajendra Chora, who is the wow. successor to Rajaraja Chora, he was wow. also called the man who conquered Gangai, called wow. Gangai Kondasoran. Now, what he did was, after conquering Gangai, he brought back all the kings he conquered. He made them walk back with him all the way back to his Ishtadevata, which was a Ugra Narsimhar in Virupuram, which is only about 160 kilometers from Chennai. And there, each one of those kings, they had to take the Ganga water and do Abhisheka to that Murti. And then he let them go back to be his vassals, you know, uh, juniors or you know, basically become subservient. But this, this point that he was a worshipper of Ugra Narsimha and, and that, you know, he had all these, you know, pious habits. This is something that nobody would have learned unless you go and read his book. And, and he has, there, there are inscriptions there. He never, sir, never that he, does he say, oh, that guy wrote like this, this guy wrote like this. Uh-uh, nothing like that. He will go straight to the inscription, take a picture and then say, this is what this means. So amazing, amazing root work. That is like from the basics. Never go through any translations. So very, very authentic stuff. In fact, another story that he has said, Rajaraja Sora's administration, he talks about how the uh, duties were performed in yeah. some proportion to the population. The Brahmins under Rajaraja Sora administration, because he was the one who formalized administration in his kingdom. Only 14 to 15% jobs were held by them. Shudras, on the other hand, had 47%. And, and the Kshatriyas were not having any administrative duties. They were always on the front. And the Vaishyas had a small amount. So the country was run in a, in a very different way. And, and this is, keeps, keeps going on saying that, oh, Brahmins have ruined us, Brahmins have... The proof yeah. is not there. <laughs> no, it's not their fault. It's the fault of the Brahmins. The genuine Brahmins, they they combine. These guys are nowhere. And, uh, that is true. If I may say so, I alone dismissed their government. They couldn't do a damn thing. Not even a cycle was gone. And then the elections took place. They lost every seat except two. Uh, and Karunanidhi barely. So it's uh, <clears throat> people say they are Brahmins, but they are not Brahmins by karma. They are not Brahmins by, uh, by their... Uh, Brahmin is someone who is a jnani, tyagi, and a sahasi. And if he's not a sahasi, he cannot be a Brahmin. And if he's Running after money, he can't be a Brahmin. If he's semi-literate, he can't be a Brahmin. And he's got nothing to do with birth. So the way to revive the, the, uh, the great tradition of Brahmins is to see that people who are qualify in these three lines, they are declared Brahmins. They're treated as Brahmins. Otherwise, it will be only a matter of time because that like the Greeks and the Pharaohs will disappear. Yes, indeed. And uh, I think this is a message. I think you are going to see some changes, Dr. Swami. I can see it in the ground because I've been, you know, interacting with a lot of people on ground. So I'm, I'm sure this is going to happen. And who knows, you might be doing a second uh, attempt again, bringing down another one of those DMK to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if I get a chance, yes. <laughs> Okay, uh -huh. sir. Thank you so much, sir. Namaskaram. Yeah. And we'll be back again very soon. Okay. Bye.